Hello, everyone. Dwight Beal here with my friend Bruce. It is Wednesday, August 4, and Bruce, um, how did you get involved here at Victory Point? Well, if, if you listen to the first day at all, you know I've known Dwight for a long time. And I've been doing sound and lights and playing instruments for a while also. And when Dwight first came to Victory Point at that moment, he, um, I said, hey, anything I can do? And he needed a bass player that week. So he asked me if I'd come and play bass. I came and played bass a couple of times and then helped out a little bit with the tech stuff. And then um, a, an opportunity came where I started helping out with the tech pretty regularly. And so um, got to meet. I've known because of my relationship with Dwight and the Christian bands you've been a part of, I've known Matt for 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. um, and so Matt was a very familiar presence for me, very hmm. comforting. So it wasn't like I was coming into a new place where I didn't know anything or anybody. Hmm. And within the first two weeks, uh, my bride and I, Beth, met several people that we felt like we could have been friends with these people for years. Hmm. They were so welcoming, accommodating, and pleasant. It was just a really nice place to be. So it was fun to, to be a part of this community. That's awesome. Well, not only did I get you, Bruce, but I ended up getting your bride, Beth, who's an amazing vocalist, and and uh, Ian or Seamus, as he likes to be called, is is on drums. Is, he's on drums, and uh, I feel like the the Snope Clan has become a a really significant part of the VP community. So, thanks for that. Certainly. Um, so our passage today is first uh, Kings 19 four to eight but I have asked Bruce to back it up three verses because it uh, just to, to add a little bit of context and the context before the context <laughs> uh, if you were to read chapter 18, this is the famous story. it's the showdown between Yahweh, the God of Elijah between Baal, you know, uh, and it's on Mount Carmel. And if you've read it before, uh, fire comes down and consumes the sacrifices and, and everybody kind of hits the ground and says, uh, he is the Lord. Yahweh is the Lord. And basically Yahweh, uh, Elijah's God beats up Baal's God, you know? Um, and then, Elijah puts the prophets of Baal to the sword. So that is the context of what happened just before Bruce is going to start reading. And now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely. If by this time tomorrow, I do not make your life like, the, like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. And this is where our reading starts. Mm -hmm. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom brush, sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than any than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. 
All at once, an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank, and then he laid down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And there it is. So tell our listeners what you told me before we got into this. Oh, it still kind of resonates even right now. I have no <laughs> clue what this is supposed to mean. <laughs> I mean, I it, it's it's a weird dichotomy in that if you just read, as I did the first time, and I didn't realize what 18 was about, I just read this and I thought, well, one, the reputation of Elijah is, you know, the strong man. Mighty of God. man of God, yeah. And he's kind of wimping out and sprinting for his life. Not that I would do any different, but, you know, it, it, so I got no idea what this is supposed to mean. I've never woken up and had bread over hot coals or a jar of water. This isn't, it, my brain can understand some of the things in a, natural context like manna came from heaven and they say this seed fell and formed almost like cracker like waifs on mm -hmm. the ground that the israelites then picked up and gathered mm -hmm. i get that mm. in this case the supernatural part is an angel came down mm. and i don't know the trickery or whatever with it but brought a glass jar with them and wood went and got water started a fire made bread and then woke Elijah up and said, get up and eat. Said, get up and eat. And there's bread on hot coals right there. So it wasn't just a, a supernatural div divination of poof. And there's the bread, right? They went through the work of making it. Yeah. And, and getting a glass jar that could hold the water, uh -huh. you know? And so I am clueless on what this is supposed to mean in today's world. One, I don't have anybody um, promising by the death threats of their gods that they'll kill me right so i don't know what it's like to run mm -hmm. and i have honestly no clue what it's like to wake up and have angels serve me in that manner mm -hmm. and i don't even know how to relate it mm -hmm. you know like a couple days ago when we talked about samuel i can connect some things or even david yesterday mm -hmm. with the psalms i can connect wait watchman waiting for the morning and this and that but on this He's running and hiding after God has done some of the greatest miracles the scriptures have ever talked about. That's right. He's not empowered by those miracles of God. He's still in his flesh, gets scared and runs. Yeah. He wakes up with, and I didn't even realize this, some of the smallest, most amazing miracles God has ever done. But instead of saying, God, you've made this bread and this water and I'm ready to go, he ate it and went back to sleep. <laughs> and I go, hmm. okay, not sure what I'm supposed to take out of that, but all right. Well, as you were reading, Bruce, the phrase, I have had enough, Lord, stuck out to me. So to your point, God used Elijah to, as in one of the most powerful demonstrations of God's presence and God's power that we have in the scriptures, you know, I mean, he, mm -hmm. he came, fire came down from heaven, consumed the sacrifices. And it was just such an amazing display that God is real. 
and Baal's a phony, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and Elijah was leading that whole thing. He was like, I'll show you, I'll show you little Baal worshipers. I'll show you who's God. You can't mock my God like this. And he leads this whole thing and God responds. And then Jezebel's like, I'm going to kill you for that. You would think that there would be a boldness or a confidence like, hey, I just saw what God did. So I'm good. Yeah. And that I was saying, because there's been moments in my life and I've been with you on someone where you clearly see this is God doing something. Right. I've never left there and thought, okay, I've had enough. Usually it's like, man, I want to see more of that. I want to do this more. I want to get into it more. I want God to show up more. Here, God showed up like he hasn't shown up pretty much anywhere else yep. too much. And he says, I've had enough. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I put my time in. I'm out. Yeah, I think as I was listening to you read verse four, while he himself went on a day's journey into the desert, I've never been on a day's journey into the desert with some with a death threat behind me. Yeah. Um, he came to a broom tree, sat down, prayed that he might die. And then he says, I've had enough, Lord. I, I wonder if there's just if there's a wider context here. Yeah, he just encountered this amazing victory. But maybe in the context of his whole life of serving the Lord, it just had taken a toll on him, you know? Mm -hmm. And even though he saw big and amazing things, he was exhausted, you know? Uh, so exhausted that he was like, yeah, just take me. Just, <laughs> I, I've had enough. Um, and that I can relate to. Can you relate to that? I mean, that feeling like, uh, I've had enough. Or, or I'm not sure how I'm going to move forward in this moment. When I think about the times and thinking about the, the death threat on him, I have had moments in my life where the realization comes to me from my own head. This is not God. I mean, my realization comes, you know, I'm worth more because of we have a thing called life insurance. <laughs> right. I'm worth more dead than alive. Lord, it would be really good for my family if you would just kill me now. Because when you're unemployed and you're trying to, you're, we're on food stamps, Medicaid, risking no house payment. You mm -hmm. go, I would be so much better off if I was dead mm. because my family would be taken care of. Now they got me, but what am I? So as I think in that space, I can identify with a little with Elijah, mm. um, you know, and, and it's interesting because I, I think if I had a clear vision or could rewind the DVD mm -hmm. like Elijah, before I reached that point, there would have been many points where God showed himself to me vibrantly mm -hmm. and brilliantly. And I was very into it, but the world around me put such pressure. You don't see that and you forget that. It's and you easy think, to forget. I got nothing and I, I just, it would be better for people if I was dead, be better for me, you know, then I wouldn't have to deal with this. Um, and fortunately for me, like Elijah, God went, Nope, keep going. You know, God didn't say go up and do great mountain things. He said, no, no, you got a long journey. And <laughs> so he got a bait and drank and he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. He's walking. 
that's not a quick or amazing journey. You know, he's not a train scene, beautiful countryside that we know he's in a desert walking 40 days and 40 nights. Right. God doesn't always refresh us so that we may live in the land of milk and honey. A lot of times he refreshes us so we can stay right where we are, but continue to do his will. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, Bruce. And I think a lot of, of us can relate to that <laughs> where we just feel like giving up and God says, yep, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not done with you yet. You have more life to live and uh, you're still, I want to keep you in the game. There, I still have a plan for you and I'm going to use you and, and there's a purpose for your life. And well, and that's one thing that time and hopefully wisdom has got me to understand or see too, that when God does that, nope, not yet. You're going to stay right where you are. It's an amazing gift of God interacting in this world in our lives. Mm -hmm. He's not some huge being above us all and above it all and pushing us, you know, just, oh, the peasants down there and this and that. He cares enough to come right down to where you're at and say, you're going to be fine but you got to stay here. Mm -hmm. That's an interaction. Mm -hmm. And we can go, you know, as I've gotten older, I realize that was an interaction with the creator of the universe. Hmm. I didn't necessarily like what I was hearing because I want to be relieved of this suffering yes. or this pain or this, whatever it is. But the God of the universe who, you know, is <laughs> the, the Jewish rabbis, Ray Van Allen says, holds his pinky up with his one pinky. God can, wipe out everything in here mm -hmm. cares enough to come down to be right next to me and say, no, no, you're good. Mm -hmm. You just got to stay here. That's an amazing blessing and gift that God came down right next to me. Yeah. I may not have enjoyed what he was saying at the time, but Holy cow. Hmm. What a blessing. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great segue to, the ironic blessing, the words that God gave to Moses to share with his people often. And I'll say these words over our listeners today, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off for today. May the same God that came down and said to Elijah, um, get up and eat. May he say to you today, I'm here to bless you and protect you, to smile upon you and be gracious to you, and to show my favor to you and to give you my peace. Amen. Amen.